the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. How are you today? You know, I don't expect you to talk back to me because this is the radio broadcast where we get to talk with you. (laughs) But you're going to love what we have to say today. Anybody know the term eschatology or prophetic? Um, Because if you've ever looked at the news uh, of late, you know that prophecy is unfolding between right between our eyes and ears and heart and everything else. And so I have two of what I would term to be some of the greatest prophetical uh, eschatological minds with me, and they will be names that many of you may know. I want you to meet, you know, uh, Dave Robbins. You may, many of you may know the name Irv Baxter a number of years ago of uh, End of the Age Ministries. Dave Robbins is his um, son-in-law, and he has carried the mantle since uh, Irv Baxter's passing. But End of the Age, can you imagine the topics? I guess you can. And uh, Byron Stinson, um, he actually resides in Glen Rose, Texas. He's the co-founder of uh, Father's House Educational Foundation. He is as comfortable in Israel as he is in Texas, where he lives. And uh, he was also involved and has been and is being involved with, as the administrator for the Red Heifers and the Temple Mount Institute, pr- other projects as well. So buckle up, <laughs> buckle up, because we're going to do eschatology and prof- uh, the prophetic like perhaps you've never heard or sensed before. So Dave Robbins, how are you? I'm doing tremendous. How are you doing, Kaz? It's, it's, I'm glad to be here. There's so much going on in the news right now. I'm running as fast as I can and my team at End Time to keep up with it. It's unbelievable. And I know it's proving we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I know your li- listening audience has heard that for years. There are things happening right now. All of the prophecies that are supposed to occur just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ have either already come to pass or in progress. We're watching that we're watching them come to pass right now, or we're watching precursors. Oh yes, Kaz, Oh yes, yes. Every single one of them. Ooh, my so, listening friend, yeah. I hope you're getting excited. You just heard just a little one sentence or so from Dave yeah. Robbins, so you know where this is going. And uh, Byron Stinson also is is a man who loves the word. He is a uh, he and I spent some time in Glen Rose, Texas. Uh, excavating the word together. He's also a musician guy, and so that endeared him even more to me. Byron, um, a, a quick overview, and then we're, we're going to d- jump into some uh, topics that are uh, in the headlines or almost in the headlines. Some of them haven't even uh, reached the headlines yet. Byron? Well, Kaz, thank you so much for having me back on again, and uh, to get to hear your voice is always a pleasure. And uh, as you know, Kaz, I've already uh, spent a lot of time in Israel, probably over 60 trips. 
uh, in my life. My son, who's 12, has already been there 25 times. And what the Lord <laughs> took us to is to see the actual physical things that are happening in the land of Israel that are uh, prophesied in the Bible that are going to happen. And they are now in place or coming in place. And people are starting. These things are being revealed for the glory of God for these last days so that people will know where their hope is, where they can cast their eyes and they can find salvation through yes. the one and only hope that we have, which is Yeshua. <laughs> My listening friend, I hope you have a sense about what's about ready to happen here. These are men who have their pulse, not only on prophecy, but they have their pulse on scripture, but they have, God has his pulse on them through his Holy Spirit. So no telling exactly where this can go. And uh, Dave and Byron, I hope it's okay that that we do kind of a conversational chat back and forth, because I would love to give you uh, a, a lot of freedom, both of you, on this. Um, could we start out with the, with the discussing red heifer? So a lot of our audience may have no clue what the red heifer is and does and the impact that it has in these last days. Uh, who would like to start? Come on, raise your hand, yeah. Dave or Byron. <laughs> so, yeah, Byron, Dave. you go ahead and give the details of it, and then... Um, you know, I so you're you're probably more of an expert on this than I am because you're dealing with the actual red heifers that have been found today. But um, well, I would just come in and give some of the prophetic aspect. So go go for it, my friend. <laughs> okay, so you know uh, the last thing I ever expected to do would be at, be asked by uh, Jewish rabbis that I'm very good friends with in Israel to hunt for a red heifer. But in Numbers 19, it it, it gives instruction to the house of Judah to reach out to the house of Israel and to ask them to supply a red heifer. Now, if you're familiar with the Bible, you know that Israel uh, has to do with the 10 uh, tribes that were to the north of Jerusalem and then Judas to the south of Jerusalem. And they were exiled out of the land of Israel at different times with uh, Israel being exiled out 600 years before Judah. So this is kind of crazy that God would say to do this and that this would be something that needed to happen in the last days, but that's exactly what happened. You know, our heart here is a heart like for Israel, like scattered amongst the nations, amongst the believers of the world, and they ask us to hunt in Texas and find some red heifers because they've looked <laughs> for 25 years for this red heifer and haven't been able to produce it on their own. Okay. And when they ask us, when they ask us to do that, we uh, got busy, went out, uh, asked for some ranchers, and, and lo and behold, there were ranchers that their whole heart since the 1980s was to raise perfectly red cattle. Oh, and my. so through that, uh, we were able to find 21 beautiful oh. red heifers. <laughs> Uh, we've had rabbis come from Israel, certify them as completely red, every hair on them. And in this last, and as, as Dave talked about how busy he is, we are too. Uh, we've been very busy working with the United States Department of Agriculture, plus the Israeli uh, Agricultural Department, so that we could uh, import those cows into Israel at this point. We are looking at a date in early April oh where those cows will be standing in Israel. So it's uh, not all 21, but we'll have several. A of good handful. Israel. L- yeah. let, me, let me backtrack just a moment, because this is where I saw that you two were actually together on 12-21-21. That was the date, mm-hmm. Byron, that uh, you and the rabbis and so many other people were actually 
having an opportunity not only to see the, some of the red heifers, but also to have them formally introduced. And you were in Texas on twelve twenty one twenty one, and I, I wasn't able to go. Ray Bentley, my dear friend, who's passed since yes. then, uh, asked me to come, and I couldn't come because of business. But so, but he gave me the link so I could watch you guys on TV. And here near yeah. the close, you say, "Does anybody have any questions?" And all of a sudden, this familiar face of Dave Robbins comes up yep. to the microphone, and he <laughs> blisters you with questions that no novice would possibly ask. And I go, "That's Dave Robbins. That's the end of the yeah. age of ministry." So. I realized that you guys had some common denominators. Love that you guys have become friends. So, uh, Dave, that, that's the that's the uh, impetus of uh, of this meeting that I call yeah. called here. So, Dave, any thoughts? We have a little bit of time left. Yeah. So the the thing is, is that from a prophetic standpoint, the reason I'm following this is because the Bible says that the Bible does prophesy there will be a third temple rebuilt in the near future. If you understand what the Red Heifer's role in that, the Temple Institute, they say that in order to build the third temple, they'll need to have a Red Heifer for the purification sacrifice in order for them to resume the sacrifices in the temple. So we know that scripturally, there's going to be a Red Heifer just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ that's been found. They, like Byron said, they've been trying for decades to find one, even to the point where the Temple Institute was working with a specific ranch there in Israel to try to crossbreed cattle to get a true red heifer. They never have been able to do that. So with Byron finding 21 <laughs> rabbi-approved red heifers, this is unbelievable. There have only been, since Moses, there have only been, according to Jewish tradition, nine red heifers. And, and they say when the 10th one comes that that would usher in the coming of the Messiah. This would be the 10th if they can get one two years and one month old. Oh my. So am I excited about this? I can't <laughs> even imagine. I'm bouncing around here thinking if, if one of these 21 is the one, man, we're staring the second coming of Jesus Christ right in the oh face. Oh, my, guys. my. And we've got uh, just under two minutes left, gentlemen. Um, any thoughts on this? I, I know a lot of people, um, Byron and Dave, go, Oh, yeah, but, you know, the temple that is going to be built, uh, if Bible is, uh, prophecy is correct, there's an Antichrist issue involved in this. And so yeah. there are a lot of people giving a lot of questions about the red heifer and the building again of the temple. We've got a uh, little, uh, little bit more than a minute left in this. Uh, any quick thoughts, Byron, after Dave has given his insights? Well, the mountain... Uh it belongs to the Lord. It does not belong to Lucifer. Now, he comes and he tries to say that he has the authority over that mountain. But if you go back, it is the mountain that God chose where he would be glorified. And and none of this is taking the Lord by surprise. He told us ahead of time that this is going to be his mountain, and he is going to glorify himself there, and the temple is going to be built. We see it in the book of revelation and yes. uh, the the temple's going to be built and that the thing to remember that my jewish rabbi friends they don't want to build a temple for the jews mm-hmm. what they want to build because it's what the bible ordains is to build a house of prayer mm-hmm. for all nations that love the god of abraham and are looking for the messiah they want to build this temple so that the Messiah will come. They know he won't come yes. until this temple's standing. Oh, boy. And he won't. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? We've, we're running out of time in this segment. We've got uh, Dave Robbins, uh, End of the Age and uh, uh, End Times Ministries uh, here with us, and Byron Stinson uh, from uh, 
co-founder of the Father's House Educational Foundation. It's about time for us to go, but we will be right back with some of the typical questions that people don't understand about the red heifer. And uh, my two co-hosts will uh, make it clearer and clearer as we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, my friends, uh, we've lit the match. Now it's time to watch for the explosions. And I'm talking about Holy Spirit explosions right now, a dunamis going on. Uh, we've got Dave Robbins. You, you would know his name. And Irv Baxter, Irvin Baxter, End of the Age. Uh, that's a, one of the most popular shows that I've ever watched. I used to just make sure I watched every single every single. Uh, episode of that because they revealed stuff that's actually in the B-I-B-L-E, you know? And Byron Stinson is also here. He's the co-founder of Father's House Educational Foundation, and he's the administrator tied to um, finding and distributing properly the red heifers. And so I'm going to hand it over to Dave uh, and what he would like to say about this, because there's a lot of misnomers about this, and a lot of people are asking questions and scratching their heads. Dave Robbins. Yeah, so um, thank you again for having us on here, Kaz. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to be here and thankful for uh, Byron to be with us. Wow, what a great privilege. Um, one of the questions that I get, a lot of people want to know about the Temple Mount and the Antichrist and his role in all of this. The thing is, it really boils down, guys, to a spiritual battle. God said 40 times in the Old Testament, I will put my name in Jerusalem and specifically many times on the Temple Mount. Well, when he said that, you know that Satan said, well, I tell you what, if you want your name there, that's where I want my name. And since then, there have been 40 major wars fought over the city of Jerusalem, more than any other city on the planet, because it's a spiritual battle. And that's really what the Battle of Armageddon is going to be. It's going to be a spiritual battle, God against Satan in the end time. Well, the Antichrist is going to be the representative of Satan on the earth. Revelation 13 tells us that. The Bible says that the dragon or Satan will give him his seat, power, and great authority. The temple is going to be rebuilt. We know that from Scripture, Revelation 11, 1 and 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. There will be a third temple built. Would this the one, would, that, that, would, would what was happening right now be called Ezekiel's temple, or would it be a precursor to Ezekiel's temple? Well, it's going to be, um, it'll be the third temple. I mean, so some people have difference of opinions. Which what Ezekiel's temple is and when it will stand, I'm just going to say I know it's going to be the third temple okay. <laughs> because it will be built just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Ooh, okay. I know that for a fact. Okay. And so the thing is, is that the Bible says that eventually the Antichrist will, um, there's going to be an event called the Abomination of Desolation when the Antichrist will stand in that rebuilt Jewish temple, cause the sacrifices to cease, and he will claim to be God. At that point, that's the abomination of desolation. That's halfway through the final seven-year period prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, when it says he will cause the sacrifices to cease, this is why I'm interested in the red heifer that we were talking about. Because for Israel to reinstitute those sacrifices, they're going to need a red heifer. The temple is going to be rebuilt. They'll, ha- they'll get a red heifer, and they will resume the sacrifices. These are the sacrifices that the Antichrist will cease in the end time as a representative of Satan on the earth. However, the Antichrist will never fully control Jerusalem because the Bible says in Zechariah that 
at the Battle of Armageddon, half of the city will be conquered, will go forth into captivity. And that means up until the Battle of Armageddon, Israel will have been in control of the entire city of Jerusalem all the way through. So these are some of the things that would answer questions that I'm getting. What about the Antichrist? What's his role in all of this? The third temple, the, the animal sacrifices, the red heifer, to tie it all together once you understand all these different pieces of prophecy, it really helps to give somebody a big view of what's coming. Oh, and, I mean, we could talk about the peace agreement and everything that leads up to this. Sure. But, really, those are some of the things that I wanted to lay out because people don't understand the, the Antichrist's role in all of this. The Bible says that the Antichrist will have rule over all the world, but then in other places it gives us um, prophecies that tell us there will be nations that escape out of his hand, oh which is hope for all of it us, is hope. or for many of us. The country of Jordan, the Bible in Daniel 11 says that the children of Edom, Moab, and Ammon will escape out of his hand. That's the country of Jordan. The Edomites in the south, the Moabites, the Moab mountains in the west, and then Amman, Jordan is the capital. Oh my. We know that the country of Israel will mainly escape out of his hand, because why would you invade a country at the Battle of Armageddon that you already control. Yes, oh, that's well stated. And then also, the United States is mentioned in the Bible. A lot of people don't know that. The United States and other modern nations are, in fact, mentioned in the Bible. And it it mentions us in Daniel 7. You get to Revelation 13, it gives a picture of the end-time world-governing beast, but the United States is not mentioned there. Oh, my. Ooh. If you jump back one chapter into Revelation 12, it says that we are standing with Israel all the way throughout the end time. My. Well, look at Israel's number one ally on the planet. Oh, it's yes. the United States. Yes, yes. Even yes. if we have a, a Joe Biden administration, <laughs> we're still the best ally of Israel oh, on the planet. So I know I'm talking as fast as I can. We've only got so much time here. Yep. I'm hitting the treetops. I, I would I'm love to have on Byron on television program. Because yeah. Byron spends a lot of time in, you know big chunks of his life in Israel and brings people there. You you have a real grassroots ground level on Israel and uh, Israel's role. Right now, you know, there's great travesty going on in governments. Uh, These governments include Israeli governments as in Israeli government as well. How, based on what uh, uh, Dave Robbins of end of the age said there, what do you have to, to add to that or to give a different point of view from a, from a ground level uh, coming out of Israel. Yeah, I I really wouldn't. First off, I I see Dave is spot on with everything he said there. There's no disagreement. Uh, What I do see there is what the, uh, what the United Nations cry for, and they're a very evil organization anymore run by organizations that are definitely antichrist. They already are crying with everything they have in them to divide Jerusalem half and half. And so this I believe that that's what this is pointing to. There comes a time when this division comes half and half. Now, what some people don't understand is that the Jezreel Valley actually runs all the way up into Syria. So we've already been seeing fighting in the Jezreel Valley for years now with everything that's happened in Syria. And it's it's just going to continue, and the pressure is going to come more and more. But I do see that the United Nations is going to get involved and probably at the stopping of the sacrifices, and they're going to say the best thing to do now is stop that 
and uh, and, and we'll see this division of the land that they want to do, and, and that's supposedly going to bring peace. Of course, it won't be bring peace. It'll just there will be no peace until there's only one peace, and that peace is in the hand oh, of Israel. Right. That reminds me of a scripture, and they shall say peace and safety, and then sudden destruction shall come upon them like a woman in travail. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Dave, is, is that uh, is that Revelation, uh, or is that uh, like Matthew or? Or where yeah, was so it? That, that's First Thessalonians chapter First Thessalonians, five. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, Byron, any, any other thoughts? I'm going. We'll hand it over to Dave Robbins again of end, uh, end of the age. Any thoughts further, Byron? Uh, you know, it's uh, just this: the fact that that we're busy over here seeing these red heifers, everything moving ahead to move them there. It just shows just how close we are. And this is what I think that Christians in the church need to understand, because many of them are afraid that this Antichrist is going to come to the Temple Mount. And I, I think what they need to understand is the same thing that the Jewish fathers in the land under, understand and need to understand, it, is that Messiah is the same Messiah. They're, we're looking for the Messiah that's going to bring peace to the earth. And even though they haven't seen him yet and their eyes have to become unveiled to see that, that the stone that was rejected is going to be the capstone of everything uh that what there's it's not going to happen until the until the temple is in progress and being built and so as christians i think we should get behind that and help build israel as a matter of fact the name of the foundation that i'm working with it that i get to be the team leader of is called bone which is b-o-n-e-h boneisrael.com and what it's about that bone means to build up israel in this in this case it's build up the temple but it's also building up many more places all over israel and giving support to the jewish people as they come back and they take the land because the land from the very beginning the land was the the center of the covenant with abraham if you will go i will give you the land that has not ended Oh and when Jacob comes to the land and he wrestles with the angel of the Lord at Gilgal, that's still the same promise for Israel is for them to be able to come and take the land. So oh it, to this day, we're still in that process. Oh my. We've got about a minute and a half. Uh, any quick inputs here? Dave Robbins of uh, end of the Age, and then we will dance over to the next segment. My listening friend, I I hope you're taking notes. You've probably gone through three or four pages already. (laughs) Dave, any input here in uh, 30, 40 seconds, and then we'll jump to the next segment. Yeah, and the thing is, I I agree with what um, Byron's saying. And and the thing is, everybody needs to know, look, we're great friends. And we may not agree on every specific thing, but, I mean, who really agrees on everything, right? (laughs) We're trying to figure all this out. We're looking down the line, seeing what's coming, trying to figure out the prophecies of the Bible. But at the end of the day, we know— that there will be a temple built. We know that for a fact. I can prove that scripturally. Byron can prove that. There's going to come a time when the Antichrist, the, in my opinion, the leader of the world government, will stand in that temple, in that temple, proclaim to be God. Second Thessalonians chapter two four. The Bible says that the man of sin would be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God. This is the third temple, showing himself that he is God. That's the abomination of desolation when the Antichrist stands in the temple claiming to be God himself, and he causes the sacrifices to cease. So we know there's going to be sacrifices re-implemented. There's going to be a red heifer. There's going to be a third temple. 
And all of this coming stuff is coming in just in the very near future. We can oh, prove my. that. And so it's very important that, that your listening audience knows, audience knows that and make sure that they're well, listening to exactly. good truth-teaching, Bible-studying teachers. Yeah. Well, my listening friend, we are going to continue this conversation with Dave Robbins, Byron Stinson, when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Well, my friends, I knew this was going to be gangbusters and explosive. You know, the Bible talks about explosion like dunamis, like a Holy Spirit explosion, basically is what's going on right now in the world. And it's nice to have people in the Bible that talks about those who have an Issachar anointing that they know what things are going to happen and they have great wisdom. These are two people that I would call in that category of having an Issachar mantle. Dave Robbins of End of the Age Ministries and End Times um, and Byron Stinson, Glen Rose, Texas, co-founder of Father's House Educational Foundation. He's a mover and a shaker in the United States, Texas, and in Israel as well. Um, I'm going to, let's see here. I think I'll hand it back to you, Byron, and then we will jump in between. And I I have no problem with you just saying, and Dave, what do you think? And he says, Byron, what do you think? I'll just sit (laughs) back in the rafters and go and applaud. So, Byron. Well, awesome. Thanks again, Kaz. Uh, we could go further with the red heifer, but I think I'd like to, if it's okay, I'd like to shift just a little bit. Something on my heart today that uh, really I think the Lord is, is teaching me, and I'll just throw it out there and let Dave see if he uh, lines up with this. You mm-hmm. know, when uh, Jacob leaves the land, and, and then he comes back after a time, and he's coming into the land, he comes in at the very exact spot where the where later on the children of Israel are going to be directed to to be able to come into the land, it's the very spot that Abraham first came into the land. It's the it has to be the place because it's the place where the water flows from the far east and allows you to have water as you come to the land by the Jabbok River and you come in at Gilgal, and so we see this strange story of here is this uh, Jacob coming and there is an angel of the Lord and he's and he fights against Jacob to be able to come into the land. And then at daybreak, he finally lets him go with a knock. And so what the Lord has really revealed to me is that is like a, a short story of what's going to happen to the nation of Israel. They are going to have to struggle and fight with him. They're going to get a knock. They're going to be sent out into the nations. They're going to be uh, their name is going to be a bad name amongst all the people of the earth. But in the end, as they struggle with the Lord, they finally come to the place where they're released and back to the Garden of Eden, back to the plan of God. And so we're right at the edge of that. And so it's, it's not just the nations of the earth that Jesus spoke to and went to and has taught us to love our neighbors and to love our Jewish fathers of the faith, but, but to, that he now is going to fulfill all of that and allow us actually to see a fullness of God like we've never seen, both spiritually and, and naturally. Yeah, that's one of the yeah, things. It's, about, it's going to be both. Yeah. Dave, one of the things that people tend to do is they feel comfortable with the spiritualizing things because then, then they don't have to worry about it themselves. But the truth <laughs> of the matter is right. natural and spiritual are coming together like never before, as Byron has suggested there. So he was talking about Gilgal and the things that are going on there and and any insights based on what uh, um, Byron Stinson said? So I see the same thing as 
Byron, but there's another story told about this, about Israel and where it, where it all leads to, uh, starting in Ezekiel chapter 37 with Ezekiel's boneyard. The Bible says that that is the whole house of Israel. We believe that Ezekiel Ezekiel's boneyard was God showing Ezekiel a vision of the Holocaust and all of the bones. If you've ever been to a Holocaust museum, seen all of the bones, they were burying them with bulldozers and things. And God said, this is the whole house of Israel that I will gather back from the nations and bring into their land. And so it's a, it's a prophecy of the gathering back of Israel to the land uh, from after World War II, gathering them back. That's what happened, and if you, you guys understand history. So what happens is, is it, the Bible says that bone came against bone, sinew came on the bone, muscle, tissue, and God said, I will breathe my spirit into them. Well, that's happening now. Israel is coming back to life, and there will come a time the Bible says in the end, they will be gathered back to the land. There will be a final seven-year agreement signed. There's going to be a temple rebuilt. There is going to be the, the final three and one-half years, which is the Great Tribulation. At the end of that, the Bible says when the Battle of Armageddon occurs, God will stand, come back, plant his feet on the Mount of Olives. He will pour his wrath out upon the armies that have come down against Israel to battle. This is Revelation 16, the seven vials of the wrath of God. And the Bible says in Romans 11, 25 and 26, when the fullness of the Gentiles become in, all of Israel will be saved. And that's when all of this will culminate. All of these prophecies will come to the point. Now, God is, God is breathing his life into them now. And so, it, but it's very important. The Bible says, in the end, all of the Israelis that have come through the Great Tribulation, that have come through the Battle of Armageddon, because the Bible says many of them will be killed. It tells us that in Zechariah. So, we need to understand these things. However, and I don't, I don't even like to talk about that, but the Bible says in the end, Romans 11, 25, and 26, that all of Israel will be saved at that point when the fullness of the Gentiles become in. So I think that's kind of where Byron's going with Gilgal, but it's from another, it's from another <laughs> from perspective. Di- let me just say, my listening friend, here, he, yeah. let me just say, my listening friend, here's the deal. God give, gives each person vital pieces of of uh, truth and you my listening friend have been given vital pieces as well it may be different than these guys for sure right right but nonetheless yeah. the only way that we can get to the whole truth nothing but the truth so help us god is so so help us god <laughs> so that's why god is bringing us together and uh, we've got two minutes yeah okay we've got two minutes left so let's let's hand it off just to right now to uh byron because i know I know Byron well enough to know that you you tantalized him with Ezekiel thirty seven. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By, okay, Byron, so. take take about a minute and a half to set the stage for this, and we'll dive into this. Because if anything right. was pivotal, it's right now. It's the bringing together. There's Amen. Jew and Gentile, one new man. All the stuff is in progress right now. Uh, uh, Byron Stinson. Okay, so Dave and I are we're right together on all this. I do see something a little bit different. And what I see is the the promise was that King David would unite the kingdoms, but they were broken apart, the kingdoms of Judah and Israel. And then they were scattered at different times. They're all Israeli, but these are the different tribes, and they were scattered at different times. Now, God promised through the prophets that he would watch Israel, the nations to the north that were scattered 600 BC, and watch them scattered into the nations. They lost their their Jewishness, so to speak, they wandered amongst the Goim, amongst the nations of the earth, but yet they were drawn back to the Torah, which was presented to them through the work of Judah being exiled out into the nations. 
And so when God says he's going to bring all of Israel, yes, he brought Judah was primarily who uh, suffered the Holocaust, and they were the first ones. So if you look in Ezekiel 37, the first half is the nation becoming a strong nation. Let me intercede here, uh, Byron, because we've only got like 20 seconds left in this segment. Set it up, uh, take 15 seconds to set it up, and then we'll carry on. When we come back, let's talk about the second half of Ezekiel 37, where the prophet says, now speak to the four winds and bring the Spirit of God to breathe on these bones. (laughs) Okay, my listening listening friend, uh, get ready, buckle up. You're hearing things perhaps from perspectives you have not heard before, but we are in the times right now. I will return back shortly with Dave Robbins and Byron Stinson. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. I've got Dave Robbins, uh, End of the Age and uh, End Times Ministries. Uh, you can see him uh, on a the television. By the way, let me quickly just intercede this. Dave, where can people find you? Yeah, endtime.com. 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 That's where everything is. That, that, that'll take you to our End of the Age television show, uh, End of the Age te- radio program, the magazine, everything that we do, our Jerusalem Prophecy College. Yeah, Tom will take you to everything. My listening friend, you'll be amazed at how many things these guys have going on. To have them spending time together with me is out. Outrageous. Byron Stinson, uh, Glen Rose, Texas, is also the co- co-founder of Father's House Educational Israel. He's in, in, intimately involved in, in the United States and Texas as well. Red heifers, other things as well. Uh, so I knew, uh, uh, Byron, as soon as uh, Dave brought up Ezekiel 37, I could just he- hear your mind going, yes, I love it. So I'm going <laughs> to hand the baton quickly to you, Byron. Why is, it, why is that uh, area of Scripture in Ezekiel 37 so vital to you? A billion reasons, but what's the main one? Well, as, as we were discussing just before the break, is, uh, there's a promise in the Bible that these two, uh, these two nations, Israel and Judah, and, and most Christians really don't make that distinction, but it's very distinct in the Old Testament that these are Israel and Judah are like two nations and that they got divided. They were fighting each other. Uh, Israel's taken first out into the nations of the earth to be scattered and God says, I'll keep up with you like the dew on the grass. And in the last days, I'm going to bring you back and put you back in the land. So God has been doing that. And no man could do that. Only God could do that, as well as Judah being scattered. So there's this promise of unity that's, that has to happen in these last days. And the way it happens is Judah comes back to the land. They become the strong nation, a nuclear power. They have brains that uh, give us so many inventions and so many fine things that we all enjoy every day, and they're just a small nation that do that, that is doing that. However, what they need and what has to happen is the Spirit of God has to breathe upon them so that they can have their eyes open and right. see that the Messiah is Yeshua. And so that's our job from the nations. We as Israel, scattered amongst the nations of the earth, have this yearning in our heart to attach ourselves back to the land and back to physically, back to the people. And it's, it's unexplainable, but we have it. It's not everybody that's a Gentile has this, but there's many of us scattered all over the world. And they're in Japan, and they're in Australia, and they're in Texas. They're all over the world. 
And God says in the second half of Ezekiel, now speak to the four winds, he tells the prophet, and tell it to have the Spirit of God come and breathe upon these bones in this land. And the Spirit of God rests inside of us. And it is our, uh, I've started to say our responsibility. No, it's our joy to go and be part of seeing what, what God is doing in these last days and to go to the land and to be with the people of Israel to breathe upon them and see this miraculous event that is about to happen right along with the temple, right along with the red heifer, right along with everything else is the eyes of all Israel open to the rock that was rejected. The stone that was rejected will become the capstone. Yes, yes, yes. And you spend a lot of time talking about the visual picture uh, in Ezekiel. It also talks about two uh, branches or two sticks that are joined together and they become one in the hand. Um, yes. Uh, that is, I, yeah. I know, I know uh, Dave Robbins well enough, and Irv Baxter's, Irv Baxter, and they're they're teaching to know um, that the United States plays a role in this as well. Why don't you set it up, uh, uh, Byron uh, Stinson, and then I'm going to hand it off to Dave Robbins because I want to get America in the mix here, and I might our friends who are actually living mm-hmm. in a place called America. It would be nice to know that God has plans for this nation as well. So continue, mm-hmm. Byron, and then hand the baton off to Dave Robbins if you would. I will do it. So uh, it, I do have a, a good picture of the two sticks coming together. And it's at uh, a small website that's just byronstinson.me, byronstinson.me. And then you can see this picture of the two sticks. But what God has promised to do in the last days is to take take us and make us one stick, Israel scattered in the nations and Judah in the land, and to bring us together for his glory, to glorify him. He never intended us to stay separated forever. We're going to become one unified nation. And no man could do this. We are so separated that no man could do this. But somehow a red heifer, a temple, we, we get prepared for this, and then, and then the Messiah comes and we realize that he is, and all, every knee bows, Every tongue confesses that he is the Messiah, that he is the one and only hope that we have for salvation. Mm-hmm. All of us are going to need him. Uh, I Amen. love it. I love it. Uh, and, and Dave, you, one of the things, you, when uh, um, Byron talked about Israel, you know, Judea and Israel, Israel was scattered all over the place. And some sure. of those uh, places are a place called the United States of America. And uh, sure. this will give you an opportunity to talk about um, the, the, some of the tribes which— have ended up in different nations, and uh, you get to talk about America a little bit. I'm going to hand the ball to you. Yeah. My listening friend, I know you've been waiting for this, being an American. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, so it, uh, to speak to Byron's point, I think we're actually saying the same thing, but I'm, 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 I was just going back to the Holocaust, but I'm talking about Jews from all over the world as well. We are actually working with the Jewish agency to bring Jews back from all over the world so I think we're actually talking about the same thing, um, but I just went back to the Holocaust. So I want to clarify something there. I'm agreeing with Byron on all of this, okay? However, when it comes to the United States mentioned in the Bible, a lot of people want to know about that. And I figured we'd probably end up here on this conversation. Um, <laughs> however, is the modern nation, the United States and other modern nations mentioned in the Bible? Absolutely it is. In Daniel chapter 7, Daniel saw four beasts. He saw a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, and a ten-horned beast. In, cha- in verse Daniel seven seventeen and 23, it tells us that these beasts 
symbolize nations or kings. It also tells us that these in Daniel 7, these beasts would be present and in power on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And it said these beasts symbolize nations. So the modern-day nation that is—and I'm just going to go the treetop version because we won't have time for me to go through the whole thing. The, uh, the lion, Great Britain, the modern-day nation of Great Britain, the Bible says that the lion had eagle's wings. The eagle's wings were plucked off and made stand upon the feet of, the, of a man, and a man's heart was given to it. That's the United States. What's our mother country? Yeah. The eagle. What's our mother country? Great Britain. Yes. And then the uh, the bear, of course, the bear is in the news every day right now, the Russian bear. <laughs> yes. And then the um, the four-headed leopard, the leopard is Germany. I can prove that. And then the, the ten-horned beast is the current reborn Holy Roman Empire, which is the European Union. Yes. Okay. Those are the modern nations. Could you, could you separate out Germany by saying maybe Nazi Germany? I mean, could you? Is that, that, so that would be the foreheads. Yeah. The foreheads on that beast represent, according to Revelation 17:10, the amount of times that nation will rise and fall. And so you had the first Reich, uh, Charlemagne, the second Reich, Otto von Bismarck, the third, third Reich, Reich, Hitler's famous third Reich, and then, and then the fourth Reich, which is now rising. Oh, my. The fourth and, the fourth and richest Reich. So the <laughs> oh modern nations mentioned in the Bible. If you jump forward 650 years in Revelation 13, verse 1 and 2, John said, I saw a, a beast, not four beasts like Daniel saw, but a beast rise up out of the sea having ten horns, and it had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion. So it gives these same modern nations federalized into a one-world governing body. The Bible says it had a deadly wound. When the deadly wound was healed, all the world would wonder after this beast. It's a world governing body. But the eagle's wings are not mentioned there. So where's what happened to the eagle? What happened to the United States? If you jump back one chapter to Revelation chapter 12, there's a war in heaven. Yes. The Bible says that Satan and his angels fight against Michael and his angels, but they're defeated. And Satan is bound to the earth. And the Bible says, rejoice you that are in yes. heaven, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because Satan comes down to you having great wrath. Oh and he persecutes the woman in that chapter, which the woman with 12 stars around her head is Israel. And those that have the testimony of Jesus Christ, which is the church. Yes. But then in, Revel in Revelation 12, 14, I, Pardon me for one moment. We have about a minute yeah. and 15 okay. seconds. Go ahead. Yeah. So in Revelation twelve fourteen is the only other place in prophecy these wings are mentioned. And it says um, the woman is carried away on the wings of a great eagle where she is nourished in her place for time, times, and half a times. That is the United States. It's a prophecy of the United States not being part of the world government in the end time, but standing with Israel, protecting her all the way to the end. That's yes. where the United States and other modern nations are mentioned in the Bible. Daniel 7, Revelation 13. My listening friend, I hope you are, you are um, at the edge of your chair on this, because if you're looking at what's going on in the world right now, and I think uh, Dave Robbins and, and, and Byron Stinson will agree, when you look at the headlines, and even beyond the fake news, even in the uh, unfake news, if you, if you dare to find it, you'll realize that we are in precipitous times right now. And so these Bible prophecies are coming to pass. Uh, it used to be when you were doing these your broadcasts and things, you go, oh, here's a prophecy coming to pass. Now there right, are right. so many coming to pass at the same time, it's hard to keep up with them. We, uh, oh, yeah. we, we, we have maybe 30 seconds or so left. It's time, actually, it's time for us to go to break. So my listening friend, we set the stage. We're going to come back and talk about that, and we're going to talk about the N-O-W in the Bible when we come right back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, my listening friend, I uh, hope you appreciate where we're going, and I hope you've taken notes, and maybe you've, you've had two ink pins run out of ink so far and taking notes for everything that uh, you're hearing. Um, I, I love having these two guests with me, Dave Robbins, End of the Age and End Times Ministries, uh, with prophetical insights, eschatological insights, and Byron Stinson, a man after God's own heart for sure, co-founder of Father's House uh, Educational Foundation. I'm going to hand the baton quickly to you, Dave, you were on a roll, <laughs> and uh, you were starting to get from the, you know, in Ecclesiastes it says that which was, is, and that which is shall be, because there's nothing right. new under the sun. So cyclically speaking, history repeats itself. So you started yep. talking about where we are now as it relates to where we were in Ezekiel, and I'm going to hand it back to you. Do your stuff, Dave Robbins. Yeah, so the we were talking about modern nations in the Bible, uh, before the break there. And now when we come from Daniel 7, there's four separate beasts into Revelation chapter 13. Those beasts or those nations have federalized into one world governing body. The Bible says the, the leader of that in the end time will be the Antichrist. He will eventually usurp authority over an already fully functioning world governing body that all of these nations that we mentioned earlier, the uh, Great Britain, Germany, Russia, the European Union, they will all be aligned in the end time under the jurisdiction or under the leadership of the Antichrist. So how are we bringing that? And this is one thing you need to watch in the news today, because the Bible says you know that Russia and Europe are at conflict today. But in the end time, the Bible says Russia and Europe will be in complete alliance. So that's one thing we need to watch for, because things are not always as they seem in your nightly news. So you need to make sure you understand the prophecies of the Bible. (laughs) Now, yeah, so Amen. So the, that's why it's good to have good, important, truth-teaching news sources right now, which are very hard to find. Anyway, the um, current world governing body, how has that come to pass? After World War I, you had the, the, the cry for peace, 8.8-plus 8. 8 million people killed. There was a cry for peace. They said the answer was, hey, there's a world government, the League of Nations. Well, because Woodrow Wilson could not bring his Congress along, for that because they will they realize hey we've got to yield up so much of the united states sovereignty the united states wasn't going to get on board so the, the league of nations failed they thought well hmm we need a bigger crisis and this time we have to have the united states on board so guess what oh. 20 years later world war ii world war ii um the conflict takes off but the united states was dragging their feet so guys what was the conflict what was the event that got us involved in world war ii pearl harbor once Pearl Harbor happened, we, we fought a European campaign. We fought the, the Pacific campaign. We defeated both of them. The bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. The concentration camps were liberated in 1945. That same year, they already had the thing drawn up. That same year, the United Nations was established in San Francisco in 1945. Here's the key. One of the keys, there's a million of them, but one of the things you need to understand, the United Nations is the seat of world government in the earth today. However, here's the problem. The United Nations is not a great humanitarian organization. That's the last great hope for mankind. The United no. Nations, the architect, was working behind that was working alongside Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He was attached to his hip. 
He was also at the dividing up of the nations after World War II. He was working right along FDR, Stalin, Churchill, and that's why Russia got so much of Eastern Europe. And we're seeing the effects of that today in this conflict, Russia and Ukraine, because the the man's name was Al Jer Hiss. These men gave him the job of being the architect of the United Nations Charter. Years later, it was found out that during that time, he was a communist spy. And he was working right along Franklin Delano Roosevelt trying to infiltrate America. And the he was years later, because the statute of limitations had ran out, he was convicted of perjury for lying about being a communist spy. He created the United Nations Charter to be a communistic one-world governing body. Guess what, guys? Not one word of that charter has ever changed. Today, the United Nations is totally socialistic. Antonio Guterres has been it was the number one socialistic on the socialist on the planet. He was the president of the United uh, Socialist International for years, and that's what's going on. So you wonder why all of the edicts and propaganda that come out of the United Nations is socialistic. Yes, that's what the world the World Economic Forum is working with them, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, Joe Biden with all the Build Back Better stuff. That was to, they realized after World War II they could not defeat the United States militarily. Yes. So people started moving in and influencing leaders to take positions in our government that would push us eventually into a fully functioning socialistic society. Oh my. But they knew they couldn't do it militarily, so they had to do it by means of voting people in and getting this done, yes. pushing these propagandas. So for years we've had the Communist Party USA. The Democrat, the Democratic Socialists of America, A- i.e., AOC, and many of these others, and they're pushing socialistic principles. Well, you wonder why Joe Biden is a globalist. He believes in a one-world governing body. So you wonder why we have the problem on our border. Why doesn't Joe Biden want to protect our southern border? Because he's a globalist. The United Nations has said, "Hey, we want to do away with the, the borders of the world, have a borderless world, create a global state that answers to a one-world governing body." And so he's doing what he's told. Why yes. wouldn't our government protect our national border? Because he, do, he does not want to. That doesn't go along with the edicts of the one world governing body, which is the United Nations. And so this is all scriptural. The Bible says there will be a fully functioning one world governing body in the end time. The Antichrist would eventually usurp authority over that, and he would run the globe, except for the nations I mentioned earlier, yes. Israel, Jordan, and the United States. D- D- Dave, let me, can I ask you a question? And yep. Byron, you can yes. jump on in here as well. <clears throat> I'm tracking exactly what you're saying, but I'm also tracking the the, the, the natural history of nations, and history does repeat itself. Uh, we know that from the scripture I mm-hmm. quoted to you in Ecclesiastes. At the mm-hmm. at World War II, there was a time when Russia was a an ally with the United States to take out That's Nazi correct. Germany. Yep. And, so, and so, right now, here we have some things going on. Where does where does and right now, you know, I don't think. I don't think uh, uh, Putin and uh, Joe Biden are at all on the same page. I mean, they're no. co- completely not on the same page. So you're talking about the bigger picture and the end of the end of the end times. But this is kind yeah. of a little different, little nuances going on here. It Would is. you like to reflect on that? And Byron, if you have yeah. some insights on that as well, do you have insights, Byron, so I can come to you quickly after Dave gives his in- input? Sure. Okay. So Dave, quickly, yeah. and then we'll hand it over to Byron. Yes. So in, here's the thing. In 1942, uh, 
of the world was controlled by communism. It was the USSR. By the time we got to 1962, 20 years later, 50 percent was controlled by the communist organizations. And now much of the world is leaning towards socialism because the United Nations, the Sustainable Development Goals, a lot of people don't know about that, that was signed on to by the nations of the world, including the United States under the Obama administration, what is this social, the Sustainable Development Goals are the socialistic blueprint by the United Nations to govern the entire planet. And so what happens is the USSR comes along, and they were an ally of ours, but then when communism takes over, we're capitalistic, they're communistic, they're dictatorial, we're all about freedom, so we went our separate ways. However, the Bible says in the end time that they will come together. Well, of course, you understand what happened. Ronald Reagan uh, come along and said, hey, Gorbachev, and that was a symbol of the Cold War. Gorbachev, if you believe in freedom and everything you say you do, tear down this wall. Well, guess what? In 1989, the wall came down. Did communism die at that point? No, it did not. They knew that they were working to overtake the world, not necessarily by revolution, but by socialism to begin with, which you get in by vote, influencing the vote, and this, that, and the other, moving into colleges, and and, and by complete utter propaganda, giving away free things and all this other, getting kids interested in socialism. Hey, that's not such a bad thing, even though it's never been successful in any nation. However, Vladimir Putin has said that I am the, – the, the disillusion of the – the dissolving of the USSR was the one of the worst thing travesties that's ever happened in human history, and he actually advocates for communism. Communism yes. did not die. Okay. Now it's just being sold as socialism around the world. And yes. so this is kind of what you're seeing happening in the future because Europe is socialist. Many of these other nations are socialist. The Antichrist – will be a socialist. And, man, I could I could go way off into the, yeah. the sustainable development goals and ESG and all this other stuff. But Let, Let's have um, Byron uh, weigh yeah. in here. We've got, about, uh, we've got about a minute left, so take 45 seconds to set the stage, Byron, <clears throat> and, well, I'll, uh, and I will I, give you the stage I, into the next segment. I just want to throw one more uh, piece in there, and that is all of these things take funding. And starting in the 1970s, America and other nations around the world started sending a funnel of cash into Saudi Arabia and into the Arab nations. And they have all been a part of this for the funding. And right now we're continuing that funding. So, and and don't think that the Pfizer vaccine and all that's not part of the funding process for these world nations to try to form a one world government. So we have more of that to talk about when we come back (laughs) and what's going to happen to this attempt to form a one world government. Oh my, my, my my listening friend, we're going to, we've got to take a break in about 15 seconds, but I need you to know it's a joy having Dave Robbins, uh, end of the age and Byron Stinson, uh, father's. Uh, co-founder of Father's House Educational Foundation, and much more. We're going to talk more about this, and I'm going to hand the baton to Byron Stinson in the next segment, and he's going to continue his perspective on this one-world government when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. Uh, man, you're getting an earful and a heartful of what's going on right now. My uh, co-host for this two-hour show is Dave Robbins of End of the Age and End of the Age uh, End Times Ministries, and uh, Byron Stinson, co-founder of Father's House Educational Foundation. He's an Israel guy. He's an uh, 
U.S. guy. He's a Texan. All these different things. Uh, amazing stuff. And uh, let me just do this first. <clears throat> Dave, a website that people can find about you, Dave Robbins. Yes, endtime, E-N-D-T-I-M-E dot com. Everything's there, radio, television, the magazine, <laughs> Jerusalem Prophecy College, everything. Okay, Byron yep. Stinson, how about you? And it's Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, Stinson, S-T-I-N-S-O-N dot me. And there you can find out about the Red Heifer, the building projects in Israel, and what's going on with all of that. Oh, my. Okay, we, we set the stage, and I'm going to hand it to you, because if we don't give it to somebody, it's going to be a runaway train, and I think you're going to keep mm-hmm. it from being a runaway train, uh, Byron Stinson. Uh, one world government? I mean, please, where are we? Byron. Okay, so it takes funding is what we kind of ended on. It's going to take funding, and, and the the whole thing that's trying to happen right now is – these nations are trying to work together, and these are evil nations uh, ran by the Antichrist that are trying to form this one world government to control the entire earth. Now, this is not a new thing. It's it's written in the book of Daniel from the very beginning. We see Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. He can't interpret it. And Daniel comes and interprets it, and he gives the nations throughout time. He gives the timelines of all these nations, these governments of man that are going to try to control the earth. And in the end, there's some nations strong, some nations weak, and they're trying to control the earth. But what if as you read through Daniel, get to the end, you see the good news. The good news is all of that fails. They fight with each other, and it all fails. So that's the good news for all of us, and, and Yeshua is going to come, and he's going to establish a, a kingdom of righteousness that we can all live peacefully with each other that's wow. our hope and that's what we see coming would okay? you w- would you say that the main the, the full failure happens after the first three and a half years i mean w- would you both agree with that the full failure well uh, so the, 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 go ahead mark yeah well so yeah it, and i'll just jump in here the bible says at the seventh trump that's when it fails because the bible says the, at the battle of armageddon at the battle of armageddon this world governing body, the armies of that world government, will come down against Israel to battle. The Bible says the sixth vial, the great river Euphrates will be dried up to make way for the kings of the east to come down against Israel to battle. The battle is engaged at the uh, plain of Megiddo in the north, comes down the Jordan Valley right up, and it culminates right there in the Kidron Valley um, in between the Temple Mount and the Mount of Olives. Byron's very uh, familiar with the Kidron Valley. Yes. So, so, so you're saying thing, this is this is stuff that happens at the close of the six of the six years entering into the seventh year. No, no, this happens at the end of the final seven years after the Great Tribulation. Okay, so, you, so you're saying the tribulation yeah. is the the tribulation, the tribulation is part. Is, of, okay, tribulation is only the final three and one half years. There, there okay. is a final seven year period, Daniel's seventieth week. The Great Tribulation, the yeah. Bible tells us many places, that's only the final three and one half years. Right, right. That's where I was and going then, with this. Yes. And then at the end of that, the Bible says that the the, battle, the armies of the world government will come down against Israel to battle. Right when they're there at the gates of Jerusalem, the Bible says the God of heaven will come back, plant his feet on the Mount of Olives. And the Bible says that's when the, the uh, vials of the wrath of God are poured out and that at the Battle of Armageddon on the armies that have come down against Israel to battle. And the Bible says in at the seventh trump, which is when all this happens, that uh, this is Revelation chapter 11, that the kingdoms of this world yes. will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And that's when the 1,000-year millennial reign starts. I so that's the full of Armageddon, when the kingdoms of this world 
are done away with, and God establishes his kingdom here on the earth. And again, I'm, I thank Byron for bringing up uh, all of this, because really we could talk about prophecy all day, but if we don't point people to and bring them hope that says, hey, yes. in the end, God wins. God wins. So, Byron, so Byron, you were talking about one world government. How does one world government fit into everything that uh, Dave has uh, outlined as well? I'm very interested to see you hear your point of view on this. Well, I, you know, I think the, the big thing for your listeners here is to understand that we are in the middle of this battle. It is starting to heat up. It's getting real. Uh, it could have you would have thought in 1967 with six day war that it was going to get real right then. But mm-hmm. God has given us a little more time to have this fullness of the Gentiles happen. And and sadly, since 1967, I think those of us that are have been alive long enough, we have seen the just the steady decline in the world. It's not getting better. And we're coming down to this time when when the Lord has to come. He is going to come and he is going to rescue us. But there is something that believers out there need to understand is is it does fail, but we are going to have a time. There's There's been a lot of preaching that we're just going to get out of here. There's not going to be any trouble. And I hope some of those preachers are correct that that's what happens. But I don't read that. What I read is we're going right. to actually have some persecution. And so uh, and, and the reason I say that is we're told not to take the mark. Well, it, the mark's coming when there's persecution. So right. There's already this one world government. So we have to prepare ourselves to not take that mark. Now, we'll know what it is. It's going to have to do with you buying and selling, and you're not going to be able to do it without that mark, and it's going to take right. a lot, okay? But there's a lot of truck drivers that set out in the freezing <laughs> cold in Toronto for a few weeks, and they took it, and they wouldn't have taken the mark, I guarantee you. And and if you think they were tough, well, we all got to be just as tough as those old truckers. We got to get ready, and our children have to get ready because there's going to come a time and place where they're going to say, the mark's coming, and uh, you know I don't know what's going to happen in America. I'm, I'm hope with Dave that somehow our system wouldn't go to that level. You're you know? talking about but, uh, with uh, versus Canada compared to Canada. Yeah, and and I'm talking uh, when that mark of the beast comes. You know how hard is that going to be? It, it could be very hard. So I think even now, right now, it's it's time to love each other. It's time to work together. It's time to do all the good we can and prepare for the coming of the Messiah. But we also need to be telling ourselves, prepare. Prepare, and in, in however that means for you personally, pray and, and have your family as much as possible be respectful to the Lord and respectful of each other and get our spirits right because we have to go. It'll, it'll be a tough time that uh, is coming, so we just need to be ready for it. But we know in the end that the victory belongs to those that love the Lord, and we have to cling to that. that I guess that's my point. I think that's great. Uh, you know, we could talk about—I know both of you, you guys have—when you walk, the uh, Scripture falls out of your pocket. So, you, I mean, you, you, you're so burgeoning with this. But let's kind of turn the, 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 the things a little bit. Um, we're going to have a couple of remaining segments. But we really want to engage our listeners not only to fa- have great hope when the enemy thinks that he has us, you know, he doesn't because God's got bigger plans than that. But there's a big question in the Christian realm, gentlemen, about being proactive rather than or just let God do his thing. And we're going to be watching and praying. So let's talk a little bit about proactivity. I'm going to hand it uh, to to you um, to start out with Dave Robbins yeah. of uh, End of the Age. But 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 proactivity has to be part of it. We can't be observers in the peanut gallery. We have to be active. No, and then I'm going to have to hand it over to Byron as well. So Dave Robbins, sure. end of the age. 
Yeah. So the thing is, in the end time, we, so we were given a great commission originally by Jesus Christ when he was here on the earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them and teaching them all the things that I have, uh, that I have taught you guys. And so the thing is, is that we have been given a great commission. Teach In Matthew 24, Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all the earth, then the end will come. Our job right now is to teach the gospel of the kingdom of God, show people how to be saved, and that, yes, the kingdom of God is coming before very long to be established on the earth. The Bible says, and I've had a lot of people say, well, how are we going to do this? How are we going to have great revivals prophesied in the end time under the reign of a world government? That's easy. The same way the apostles had great revivals <laughs> under the reign of a Roman government. Oh, that's beautiful. It, yeah, they had great revivals. They, they, the Bible says they filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. I mean, they were setting up churches everywhere, Jewish and Gentile churches. And so in the end time, the Bible prophesies, Revelation chapter 7, that there will be a remnant of Jews saved, the 144,000. And then it, John said, I looked in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, and I saw a vision of heaven in the future. I saw a multitude that no man could number out of every kindred, every people, every tongue, every nation. And the elder looked at John on down in the chapter. I think it's verse 13 and 14. And, and the elder looked at John and said, John, where do these people come? Who are they? John said, I don't know, but you know. And the elder said, these are they that came out of great tribulation. Okay. They stood before God. And so there's great revivals. The greatest revival the world's ever known is ahead of us. It's not behind us. How do we do all this? Jesus said, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Daniel said in Daniel 11, verse 32 and 33, during the time of the Antichrist, he would come on a platform of flatteries, but the Bible says, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, yes. and they that understand among the people will instruct many. Yes, okay, well, I'm gonna, I need to stop you here yeah. for a second, because we got to, in about 15 yeah, yeah. seconds, we need to take a, a commercial break. We're going to come back and talk about this, because, you yeah. know, a lot of time being overwhelmed by Scripture about the past, we need to know that there's hope for the present and future, but it's not Absolutely. being an armchair person. We're going to talk more about getting out of your armchair and being proactive when we Amen. come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. And we're going to spend the last two segments of this broadcast giving you the hope you so desire. Because there's everything to be hopeful for if you know the, the bearer of hope, the Lord himself. And so I'm going to hand the baton back to Byron Stinson, who was uh, talking about hope and the, the, the great hope of great evangelism. And then I'm going to allow uh, Dave to help us close these two segments as well. You know, there's a scripture, and uh, Dave, I think you spoke to it I, in Matthew, I believe. It says that the gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the earth, and then the end shall come. The gospel of the kingdom has not been fully preached yet. A lot of us don't even understand what the kingdom is. So I'm going to hand it back to you, Byron, and then uh, I know Dave Robbins is chomping at the bit as well. So, uh, Byron, your thoughts on this? Well, I'm so happy to talk about this. Thank you, Dave. And I agree 100%. The, what the Word tells us is in the last days, there will be this release of evil on the earth, but there will be an equal and even greater release of the power of God through His Spirit on His people so that they can be active and that they can go out and they can 
give glory to God mm. by the things that they do and by their testimony that they give and during this time of great pressure that comes upon the church. It's always been that the church has the greatest days when there's pressure on it. So I want to point us a little bit towards the Feast of the Lord. You know, these there are seven Feasts of the Lord, and probably some of your listeners, because it's your show, Kaz, I know you've <laughs> talked about it. There's probably a lot of your listeners understand the seven feasts, but there might be some people out there really don't don't understand that. But God, from the very beginning, laid out everything in these feasts and these celebrations of who he is. And the first three we see celebrated are all at Passover. Coming soon. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. When Jesus gives his life for us, you know, at his death. His burial and his resurrection, it was on that date exactly. And God wanted to get our attention, so what did he do? He let there be an earthquake at the very moment of that. So we know he set those rocks in place to shift right when that happened. If that's not enough, he set the stars in place. So at that very moment, there would be an eclipse of the sun. And then he let historians write it so that we can all know those things happened on that first feast, on those first three feasts. And then there came... Fifty days later, another feast, which was the time of celebration of the giving of the law to the Jewish people and then the giving of the Holy Spirit to the whole world, which is our power. Yes. It's our ability to reach other people through the Spirit of God. And that would be Pentecost or or (laughs) Pentecota or Shavuot, as the Jews say. Exactly. Now, here's what I have come to understand in my heart is this is this is Byron Stinson. But that <laughs> feast, that feast of the uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit is half finished. It, 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 it was half finished. OK, because there's a promise of a greater outpouring. If, if, if the whole thing had been poured out at one time, it had been over years ago. But God wanted us to struggle, and God wanted us to find our way to him. And he wanted to give the, the Gentile people the opportunity to know the Torah and know his ways and to come together with, with the nation right now. So this is, this is what I see on the, ne- on the next horizon, that some shabby because God does these things on exact dates. And coming soon on the Pentecost is this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's going to empower the church worldwide for the testimony of Jesus Christ and for the preaching of the kingdom to all the nations of the earth. And so we're about to see that go into place. It will be one of the greatest revivals and and great times for the church that we've ever seen right in the middle of the pressure that's coming against us. It's like Dave talked about earlier. Whenever the enemy thought they would bomb Pearl Harbor, and that would knock us to our knees, and we'd stop. Instead, it made us stand up, and they woke the giant. <laughs> and the church is the sleeping giant, and oh when it needs to be awake. And I believe these events that the Lord is allowing today in the world are already waking up the church, and we're preparing for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So that's where I think we are on the timeline, and we're fixing to get ready and see the, the church become all that it's supposed to be for the glory of God. I don't know Hallelujah. how Dave feels about that, but that's what I think happened. <laughs> Dave, yeah. Dave Robbins, end of the age. <laughs> Amen. Well, the thing is, I my father-in-law, many of you know him, Urban Baxter, was the leader of this ministry, the founder for years, and of course, my mentor in all of this. And he told me, uh, and he told all of our partners, he said, um, back in 2017, he wrote a partner letter, and he said in 2016, God dealt with him and said, listen, you've been looking at these prophecies all wrong your entire life. Didn't interpret them wrong, but he said, you've been looking at this thing, this whole scenario. You've been taught that these are just of a bunch of apocalyptic 
events that will occur in the end time and that, uh, you know, bad things are going to happen to people. And this, and other. he said, that's not what I have done. God told him that I created all these end time events to set the stage for the world's greatest revival to come <laughs> in the near future. Now, yes. you talked earlier, Kaz, about uh, the United States and moving us off of Judeo-Christian principles and different things like that. And a lot of people are scared. Number one, the Bible says, God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. The number one thing we can do is to turn to the Lord, be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man's born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. This is part of teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. When you know yes. that everything is right with your Savior, and if you don't wake up tomorrow morning, you know where you'll eventually go. Mm-hmm. It takes all the fear out of all of this. We're not teach. I don't teach fear. Byron doesn't teach our prophecy as fear. Mm-hmm. Byron doesn't teach prophecy as fear. We're talking about these things to build hope and faith in people because prophecy builds faith in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, I tell you these things before yes. they come to pass, that when they come to pass, you might do what? believe. Mm. And so we believe in the Word of God when we see these things that were written 2,000 to 2,500 years ago coming to pass right now. When we talk about Judeo-Christian values in America going to pot, I mean, it's like our moral compass has been thrown in the trash. Well, the, the thing is, is the Bible says, where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abound. Ooh, so good, Dave. If you're If you're trusting in the Lord, you've got your faith in Him, you're serving Him, you're doing the best you can, you can to work for Him and expand His kingdom, the Lord will be with you, and you'll know. It takes the fear factor out of it. Um, somebody sat on a plane next to Martin Luther King uh, when, when it was all at the height of what was going on back then, and he said, they said, are you scared? And he said, no. He said, I've already reserved myself to the fact that someday— they're going to get me. I've made everything right with the Lord. I'm ready to go. It takes the fear effect out because here's the deal, guys. If Christians, if the church gets in fear mode, it will put us in a prison to where we won't even want to come out of the house. But Jesus told us, go, go, go. Yes. Teach yes. and preach the gospel. So I'm not looking at this in, in fear mode. I'm, I'm running as fast as I can to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God to everybody we can get our hands on. And the Bible says it will be preached and teached throughout the entire world. Then the end will come. Jesus prophesied that. So we're on every radio and television program. We're putting out everything we can, trying to teach and preach this. And I'm telling you guys, I am seeing people all over the world being saved. Listen to this. I know personally the the missionaries that are in Kiev, Ukraine today. They sent us a video here just, I don't know, a couple of days ago. And I'm best friends with their son-in-law, and I'm a great friends with their son-in-law. And he sent, they sent me a video. You know what those guys are talking about? They've got two cities that have been annihilated within 15 minutes of their house, two cities. You know what they're talking about? Revival. God's going to send revival, <laughs> all of this war, exactly. yeah. and all of this stuff. And those guys, I mean, they're meeting in basements. They're in subways. Their church is dispersed yep. at this point. They can't even meet. But when they sent us a video, they said, you guys, guess what? God is going to use all this to to spread the gospel, and we're going to see revival. I'm telling you what, it convicted me, guys. I'm like, I'm sitting over here in America. We live in a bubble, and those guys are over there being bombed, and they're talking about revival in the end time. That is the mentality the church needs to get to, no matter what happens. I've got my salvation settled, and I'm looking to help others 
get theirs done as well. Help them lead them to the Lord. Help them to be born again. And we will, we're will. we going to see a revival. It's prophesied, and the prophecies always come to pass. I but know. the thing is, yes. you've got to get it out of your house. You've got to get it out of your church and get it out into the streets. And that's why it's very important. Thank you, Kaz, for having this program today yes. because of let, letting me and Byron just go at it and talk about revival because people need to know. <laughs> they do. My mindset is not, oh, no, I'm scared. All these different things are going to happen. I'm not worried about that. No. I'm not worried about the Antichrist. He needs to be worried about the church. That's right. My listening friend, I— so I, we're, I, we're I having a revival, folks. I know. Dave, I appreciate that. Dave Robbins and Byron Stinson, uh, Dave Robbins— uh, End of the Age Ministries. We've got about a minute left, so I'm going to close this segment and set you up, my listening friend, for the last segment. And Byron Stinson, co-founder of Father's House Education Foundation. And uh, quick websites, because we have maybe less than a minute, so quick websites, and I'll close this segment, and we'll get into the summary segment. Dave? Yes, uh, endtime.com, E-N-D-T-I-M-E.com. You can go to our radio television program from there. Everything that we do comes right off of endtime.com, all of our prophecy conferences. Uh, and I just wrote a huge article in our magazine about what Byron Stinson's doing with the Red Heifer. Oh, I love it. So you'll want to check that out as well. And a quick uh, website for you, Byron Stinson. It's byronstinson.me, B-Y-R-O-N-S-T-I-N-S-O-N.me. And I want to agree with Dave that our moral compasses have been messed up, but there is true north. That true north is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Respect him and honor him, and that's true north. So let's do it, folks. <laughs> Dave Amen. Robbins, Byron Stinson, and I will close this show for the last segment when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Okay, my friends. Well, we've reached the last segment, which I'd like to use as kind of a summary uh, segment to actually say, uh, I want to appease all of your fears because God wins in the end. And if you're with God, you win in the end, too. I'm going to hand the baton quickly to Dave Robbins. We were we, we were talking about um, revival uh, and in, in progress, and you get to play a role in it. But Dave, Dave and Byron, um, there was a TV show. I don't know whether it's on or not. I don't watch TV that much anymore, but it used to be called Fear Factor. And right yeah. now, if there ever was an issue going on in believers uh, of, of the Lord himself, it is a fear factor, and it's hard for people to shake the fear factor because they see the news and they are they're concerned for their live livelihood and uh, every all their you know their whole life is flashing before them. I'm going to hand it to you to deal with this fear factor, Dave Robbins of End of the Age, and then Byron. Thereafter, you and I will close the show. Dave Robbins. Yes, sir. So the. One of the main questions that I've gotten over the years is, hey, you guys say we're living in How do we prepare? What do we do? How we're do we we're losing you a little bit there, Dave. Yeah. How, how do you people prepare for this end time? And um, I've had people actually call me and say, hey, I've just got a lot of money. What, what stocks can I buy? What do I do to prepare? And the thing is, the Bible says in... Hebrews chapter 11, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Number one, people have to learn to have faith in the end time. We live our lives by faith. The Bible actually says this, 
The Bible says, take no thought what ye shall eat, drink, or wear, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So in the end time, we've got to be completely, totally reliant upon God. The thing is, you guys, is that I, having been a minister for years, I've had people come to me and say, I'm scared about the end time. I I don't know what to do. What can we do physically, spiritually? You know, do we bury ourselves in a cave somewhere in Colorado? I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. (laughs) Number one, have you given yourself totally to the Lord? And they're like, well, no, but I, you know, you guys are ministers. I want you to talk about the end times. I, I wanted to know how I could prepare myself. And I'm like, look, numero uno, get yourself right with the Lord trust in him, learn to have faith in him, learn to walk with the Lord, learn to be led by his spirit and have faith in him. Without that, I was talking to somebody the other day. I've been talking about this Russia-Ukraine thing, and, you know, it's really increased everybody's interest in Bible prophecy and what's going to happen in the end time. And I've had people uh, say to me, you know, hey, is this World War III? What are we going to do? And, uh, you know, is it Ezekiel 38 and 39? What's the big question? What are we going to do? How are we going to set ourselves up? The thing is, I say, look, are you ready to meet the Lord? Well, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I am, I think. I'm not sure. I'm like, look, turn everything over to the Lord. It will take the fear factor yes. out of your life. That's the main yes. thing is when I've got my hands in the hand of the one that made all this, God knew yeah. this was going to happen before he ever created the world. And so when I've got my hands in him, in his hands, and I can lay my pillow, my head on my pillow at night, and I know that if I don't wake up, where I'm going to end up. It takes all the fear out of this. Ooh. Number two, God has prepared us for this because, uh, that I could share with people because he's given us, he's performed miracles in my life all throughout my life. And I've been trusting in him, serving him for most of my life. And he has performed so many miracles in my life that for me to look at the things that are going to transpire throughout the end time and say, oh, God's going to let me down at this point. That's simply not going to happen. <laughs> I know that he's got his hands upon us. He will lead and guide us all the way through. That's the absolute best way you can prepare. Yeah, storing up some things for a, a, some any kind of a catastrophe, that may not be a bad idea. But number one, prepare yourself spiritually because you can have a billion dollars but still be scared out of your mind. Oh, my in and fact, yeah, probably is, the ones that have a great yeah. wealth have much more to be fearful <laughs> yeah. if they, they're worshiping their money. <laughs> Absolutely. But the best way that I can help people alleviate their fear is to, to introduce them to Jesus Christ, the one that wins in the end. Once you get on his team, then that fear just dissipates. And that's one of the main things that I wanted to help people with. I live at the tip of the sword in this stuff. I've had bomb, bomb threats at end time. We, I've been through it all, and I haven't been thrown in jail yet. However, it doesn't scare me. My father-in-law, Urban Baxter, was thrown in jail in Papua New Guinea years ago for teaching and preaching the truth, and he said, you know what? I just had this peace and calm come over me. They put him in jail, and he was looking, hey, who do I witness to while I'm in here? Well, he ended <laughs> up getting – they ended up yes. taking him out. He was, he was in there for a day, a minister. He was in there in a suit. And they, he come out and uh, was brought before the judge, and they said, look, just get out of our country. Don't be teaching this here anymore. And they sent him back to the United States. The thing is, is that he was put in jail for teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, but he wasn't fearful. And so that's where we need to be. When I've got my priorities right, I love the Lord, I'm trusting in him, I'm serving him, and I've got a relationship with him, I'm not worried about the things to come because I'm on a mission. When you get 
when you move off of trying to keep yourself saved and you start trying to save others, Mm. it will change your relationship with God forever. And so that's where we need to get as the church. I'm in churches about every weekend all over the United States, and a lot of them are not in that mode. A lot of them are in fear mode. But if I can say, look, quit trying to keep yourself saved and start saving others, I'm telling you, the fear— will go away. That's and right. That's and then the, well, the fear will be, tra- the fear will be transferred from you to the devil. As soon as he that's sees, exactly right. as yeah. soon as he sees God's kids making God's stand through their life, lifestyle and their ministry, the world changes. Uh, so we've got about four minutes yep. left in this uh, show. Yep. Uh, march in place for a moment here, Dave, while I'm going to hand the baton to Byron Stinson. Byron, sure. your thoughts. You know, guys, uh, we, my wife and I founded a foundation that's called Father's House Foundation, and we did that because many pastors of smaller churches are not able to afford to go. And what we started to do is encouraging churches, look, raise the funds, send your pastor to Israel. It'll bless everybody in your church. It'll bless everybody in your community. And so we sent over 2,000 pastors and church leaders to Israel now on educational tours uh, since 2007. And what it does is just change your heart. It, it just opens your eyes to a full-color presentation of what God's doing in the land. And so what I encourage people to do is go to the land because we're, you're going to be part of fulfilling the second part of Ezekiel 37, where the prophet says, speak to the four winds and tell it to bring the Spirit of God to breathe upon these people here in this land. It's, uh, it's Now is our opportunity to go. Israel has dropped all of the the vaccination requirements, they have, they're wide open over there. Tourism is starting to, to uh, go again. And so you can't go on a bad tour. I'm sure uh, that End Time Ministries has a tour. Father's House has tours. And there are all kinds of tours to Israel. Plan your trip. Go. Pray while you're there. Ask the Lord to lead you into what he wants you to do and how he wants you to be part of that. And watch what God's doing in the land. He's revealing himself in the very rocks of the land and in the archaeology of Israel. And there are so many things. There's not enough time to go into them, but they're wonderful and they're there and you need to go. So if if the Lord is calling you, make a plan, put it on the books. and, And more than that, get your church to send your pastor. If he has not been you go to a church with less than 500 people, probably your pastor's never been to Israel, but people he wants to go, and he needs to go. Send him and his wife. Get him on a trip. Do it next week. Get him over there. It'll bless your whole church. My, my, my. I'm going to – let's do this, Dave. I'm going to let you give – me, give me – you're a broadcaster. You know what 30 seconds means, but I'm going to give you 30 mm-hmm. seconds to declare however you want to close your portion, and then I'm going to do the same thing with – with Byron, my listening friend, you realize well, this is the most remarkable time that the world has ever that the world has ever seen. We are in it. What are we going to do with it? So uh, take your thirty seconds, Dave and uh, Dave Robbins, uh, end of the age and uh, end times ministries, uh, and then I'm going to ask Byron to do the same. And then we'll close this show and entrust Holy Spirit uses this as a springboard into your life and heart, my listening friend, Dave Robbins. I would just encourage everybody out there that I'm in touch with people all over the world. Some of them are being persecuted. We're working with the Jewish agency to help Jews make Aliyah back into Israel that are being persecuted, missionaries. And I see them as they live for the Lord, and they're not in fear mode. And I know I'm telling you this because I deal with this all the time. People are scared to death of things that are happening. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and lean mm. not to your own understanding, and the Lord will direct your paths in these end time. Get a better relationship with the Lord. Draw closer to Him. I know I'm a prophecy teacher, and I have to talk about that because it's in the Bible. It's about 30% of the Bible. But we teach prophecy as hope, revealing what's coming (laughs) in the soon second coming of Jesus Christ. And be blessed, everybody. We love you. We pray for everybody in the United States. And God bless each and every one of you. And thank you, Kaz. And you're welcome, Dave Robbins, being with me today. We've got about 30 seconds, uh, Byron. My listening friend, this is what a joy to share this with you, Byron Stinson. I'm not going to add much to what Dave just said, except just to tell you that I love you too. Uh, the Lord loves you, and I agree with everything Dave said. Be strong, be bold, uh, respect the Lord. The word respect is what the world is missing. We we lost our respect, so respect the Lord with all your heart and lead your families and just do the best you can and know that God is there, and he will be with us to the very end. That's our promise. Wow. Dave Robbins, uh, End of the Age and End Times Ministries. Byron Stinson, co-founder of Father's House Educational Foundation out of Israel and the United States. He's also a Texan, and we love him. (laughs) My my listening friend, I I hope this has been an inspiration to you to give you hope, because when you look at the things that are going on in the world, you need to know that God is in the mix, and he has you in the mix for a purpose. Let's discover what that purpose is. My listening friend, thanks for joining us on Come Together San Diego. Dave and Byron, God bless you guys. My listening friend, God bless you and see you next week. God bless. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 